0: Maybe may be seated for our scripture readings. Our first reading this morning is from Genesis in the second chapter. Then the Lord, said, Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. Our epistle reading this morning is from the epistle to the Hebrews in the second chapter. Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by angels provided to be reliable and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord. And it was attested to us by those who heard, while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. For it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come, of which we are speaking. It has been testified somewhere, what is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you care for him? crowned with glory and honor because of the sufferings of death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of all their salvation perfect through suffering. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source, that is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children God has given me, since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. This is the word of the Lord. I you to rise as you are able for the reading of the gospel, from Mark's gospel in the 10th chapter. And Pharisees came up in order to test him and asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. And in the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter. And he said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. And this is the gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Would you please pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have done. We Thank you for bringing us to this place where we can gather together as your family, gather together as your children, and hear your word. We pray, Lord, that you would work by your Holy Spirit. Lead us and guide us. Remove distractions from us, that we would hear your word for us in Jesus, and in his name we pray, amen. Last week, we began the conversation of unity uh, with the text that we were walking through as... Uh, we saw how Jesus was speaking to unity within the church and how, at times, things need to be taken away from that church body in order for it to remain healthy and whole. Today, it's unity a little closer to home. And Jesus is asked a question by the folks that he was teaching. Now, they had left the region of Capernaum and they had gone down to the other side of the Jordan and Judea, so they're kind of almost to Jerusalem. They're in an area where folks know of the law given by Moses. They're in an area that is very traditional and in an area that is um, very rooted in the Jewish identity and the people of Israel. And so as he comes in, and as Mark tells us, as his custom was, he began teaching. It's just what he did when he walked around. And to test him, To test him, some folks came up and they said, Jesus, can a man divorce his wife? Now, in good rabbinical fashion, Jesus asked a question back. What did Moses tell you? And they said, well, Moses said he could just write a certificate of divorce. Okay, let's unpack all of that. Oh, and send her away. Let's unpack all that for just a second. So, at that day and age, especially in the years prior to Moses and whatnot, a divorce was basically for any reason whatsoever. The husband can basically say three times, I divorce you, and then send the woman away. Could have been because she burnt breakfast. It could have been because of absolutely any reason whatsoever. Okay? And sending her away then would put her into a very uncaring spot. She would have no support. She would have no uh, community around her. She would have no resources. She would have nothing. And so as they ask this question, they bring about Moses, right? Moses said we could send her a certificate of divorce. That was actually, in that moment, a very caring thing to do because then she could say, look, I didn't leave on my own. I left because of this other reason. This has cleared me. It was a way to be welcomed back into the community as well as have some way to have a connection moving forward with anybody else. So they answered, and they said, well, Moses said we could write a certificate of divorce. Jesus' response, is because of your sin and hardness of heart that he wrote that. It was because the relationship that God had joined together was being abused. It was because of all of these other reasons, right? This whole sermon is not going to be on divorce. Not by any means, because Jesus was actually talking about something a bit bigger. Yes, the words are divorce, and that's the example in the home. That's the example close to home that they were walking through, that they would see, and they were looking for a loophole to be able to get out of responsibility. But even in that, since divorce doesn't really apply to all of you sitting here. Now, many of our lives have been affected by it. We've seen it either from the perspective of a child or from the perspective of an adult. And this is not the go-to text that we look at when a marriage has broken because of deep sins and because abuse is going on or other things had happened. Yet we know that those things happen because of the weight of sin. Marriages do fall apart. Divorce does happen. But it was never really in the plans of things. Let's think, as we hear the rest of Jesus' words, what God has brought together, let no man separate. So what else has God brought together? Did you get to choose what family you were a part of? Did you get to choose who your parents were? Or did God bring you into that? Did God bring all of you together here at this place? God brings so many different things together. God brings families together. God brings strangers together. God brings so many different things in life together. And as we hear Jesus' words about divorce, we can also just change that word a little bit into division, something that separates, something that breaks apart. And as we hear those words of division, we can start to think in other areas of our lives where divorce or division happens, either in a relationship of friends in a relationship between parents and children, because of hard words, because of sin of some sort, because of something that broke somewhere along the lines in the midst of the relationship and the connection, something that divided the two things, something that separated two things that God had brought together. It's hard to wrap our heads around sometimes as we don't go back quite far enough, just like the Pharisees do. We want to get to the point where we think it's okay for things to be separated for whatever reason we want to justify and not looking back further to the fact that God actually brings many of these things together. Now, there's absolutely instances where divisions have to happen. Let's remember that those divisions, though, often happen because of some sort of sin that had been going on for quite some time. And in the midst of those situations, there are times where space is needed for safety or for whatever other reason. Yet forgiveness is still called for. Reconciliation is still the goal. At one level or another, not that the relationship would be exactly the same as it was before, but that there would be able to be some sort of reconciliation where you could think of a... person or a relationship or a setting and not be burdened by all the things that had happened in the past, but be able to lift them up and hand them over to God and say, God, I pray for these people or this person or this relationship. I pray that you would bring things back together at some level so that communication could happen in some way so that there wouldn't be as deep a division as there was before. And it's hard to think through all those Situations in life that are so hurtful. Yet then we also look at what God has done for us. Sin was the one thing that separated us from God. The one thing that made it so something unholy could not be in the presence of something holy. As we were born in sin and separated from him. And yet he even took that upon his shoulders. So I'm going to do away with that. Where there has been division, I'm going to bring things back together. And as he has sent his son to die and rise again, as he worked out the forgiveness of our sins and draws us back into his presence and says, yes, you were born in sin, yet you are forgiven and made righteous in Christ. You can be in my presence once again. He worked through all of that to bring us back into his presence, back into His place. So that as life moves forward into eternity, there is not a division between us and God anymore, but there is solely a relationship which He sustains, which He maintains, which He keeps going. And I know it's hard in our lives as we look through all of the hurtful times and all of the hurtful situations through divorces, through breakdowns in families, through all of those moments. And we look through all of the words that have been said that hurt, through all of the years that have passed since we've maybe talked to somebody, through all of the things that have been done that separate us for whatever reason. And as Satan continues to work through sin to divide God's people more and more and more, we pray that God would work even stronger and harder in ways to bring things back together so that unity would be something that we see and not division at every turn. And So we pray that God would continue to lead us in ways to be able to work things out with one another, but solely because of what God has worked out between us and Him, solely because of what God has done to bring us into that relationship with him to bring us into a place where we are gathered together in his name, to bring us in a place where we hear of his word and his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness, and to know that that has unified us with God. Then he sends us out with prayers. There's a quote I read just the other day from G.K. Chesterton that I thought was great. God guides us not only guides us, God tells us to pray for our neighbors and pray for our enemies, probably because oftentimes they're one and the same. So We pray for those who are here gathered together with us, your neighbor who is not your enemy. We pray for those outside of the church who would not necessarily be our enemy and hurtful towards us but are certainly within sin and enemies of God. Yet we know that even in that, God has worked out forgiveness for them and sent us into a place to be able to speak a word of unity, speak a word of reconciliation, speak a word that would draw them back into the life that God has prepared for them, that God has given to them in Christ, that God has initiated. The things that God has brought together. Life and his creation. And what God has brought together, let no man. Try to separate. Amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the work that you have done through your Son, Jesus, that you have brought together life and creation once again, that we are not separated from you, but joined together with you by your hand. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to lift us up in that life, that you would guide our eyes and hearts in this world by your Holy Spirit, that you would lead us to speak of the life that you give into a world that needs to hear it, a world that feels separated from you, but for them to know that they're ever joined with you because of what you have done. In Jesus' name, in his name we pray. Amen. I invite you to rise as you are able, and we will